Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. National Signing Day is in the books. You can officially turn the page now to the class of 2023, in a way. You can say, okay, we've made it through the coaching transition, and now it's time to settle in to really the Brian Kelly era. And all of that is true. But we're going to look back on the 2022 class a little bit, mainly, though, uh, how National Signing Day went for LSU, quite uh, the spectacle in a way over the last 48 hours as far as what unfolded with LSU trending for, trending away from, missing on, getting. I mean, it was kind of a wild day to end up with just two prospects, um, but two pretty good prospects, I would say. So let's jump right in. And talk about Jalen Davis Robinson, because he led things off uh, for LSU on National Signing Day, a 9.30 a.m. announcement at Waxahachie High School. Uh, I went over there to check it, check out his signing ceremony and and uh, talk with him, talk with his family, talk with his coaches. And uh, just first of all, I, I think somebody that is really excited to be at LSU uh, his dad played for the 1992 uh, Waxahachie State Championship team, so he's got a little bit of football in him already. But, man, he's got some speed, 10-6, 100-meter time. Really had been a track guy early in high school, played a little bit of offense, played a little bit of defense, had transferred in from DeSoto High School, one of the area's uh, strongest programs, and um, really emerged as a senior playing corner, playing safety, being moved around the secondary. That was something his coach, coach Shane Tollison, really shared with me is that everything they asked of him, he did. And uh, he's not a finished product. He's far from finished. And that was actually something he brought up to me and said, you put Jalen Davis Robinson around some of these other elite prospects, these older players who had already been at LSU, and he's going to thrive because he's going to try to work as hard as he can to, to get to that level. And that was a big part of what Jalen said uh, is is why he went to LSU, the development uh, to get to the NFL. Uh, Brian Kelly made a big impression. Kerry Cooks made a big impression. Uh, the culture of Baton Rouge and, and LSU made a big impression on him. So that's why LSU won out over Oregon. And mind you, uh, Jalen Davis Robinson did have a little bit of fun there. And even though I talked with him before, I talked with his coaches all about LSU, and he told me it was LSU, man, when he pulled off, pulled out that Oregon shirt, I didn't even see it when we were talking beforehand. Uh, uh, my heart was was kind of racing there. Thankfully, I didn't hit tweet too early or anything like that. Um, but Jalen Davis Robinson did pull off that Oregon shirt and end up going to LSU. And then we kind of hit uh, a lull. For a while, as far as guys that we knew had trended away from LSU, uh, and and it wasn't really much of a, a surprise what happened during uh, the course of the the middle part of the day. You had uh, Trevante Citizen really shock everybody and go to Miami, and I think that just stands out uh, to me as far as uh, where his head was kind of at with the whole process. Uh, Trevante Citizen, I was told, inf- informed LSU. Tuesday night that it was going to be Florida and low and 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 even when LSU uh, talked with him Wednesday morning, uh, reached out to him Wednesday morning, there was there's you know nothing they could do and he ends up signing with Miami. So pretty wild turn there for for Trevante Citizen to end up a Kane. I think Mario Cristobal is doing a really good job there already on the recruiting trail, 
And then you have Danny Lewis, who went to Alabama. Um, I, I think that's one where it, it's not would have been a nice to have. You know, I, I think LSU's depth at tight end is certainly going to be tested once again. But I, I feel like you can address needs in the portal. I think Danny Lewis had a nice finish to his senior year, state champion, uh, played a little bit of basketball, but doesn't really strike me as somebody who's overly twitchy um, and, and is going to still need to develop a little bit. So LSU misses on Danny Lewis. I, I never felt like um, LSU had gotten over the hump with Alabama. Obviously, when LSU offered, that was the school that I that I pegged uh, to get him. And then when Alabama offered, uh, a lot of people around that program at Westgate really raised their eyebrows and said, "Look out!" And um, lo and behold, he ends up, you know, at Alabama, and and it really wasn't even um, wasn't even close, quite honestly. Um, so that was uh, Danny Lewis, and then you had. Uh, Caleb Douglas, who went to Florida, again, somebody that LSU was kind of surging for, but never made it into that leader position, uh, which, which kind of hurts. You know, that was somebody that uh, you know, visited LSU at for the Texas A&M game. I think maybe if they were a little earlier on the offer, they probably could have made a move and, and gotten in there with Caleb Douglas a little bit better. Uh, but instead, he goes to Florida with, with Kerry Colbert, who recruited him to USC. So it makes a lot of sense. Uh, for for Caleb Douglas, a really nice prospect, uh, landed in the final on 300 rankings, number 165 overall prospect, has a huge wingspan, really good shuttle, uh, and was productive in just his second year playing the position. He's headed to play for Florida. And now we get to the intrigue. And this is right around the time where um, I got a call and it was just, it was over for LSU and Jacoby Matthews. And I tracked this one, and and here's the thing with a with a prospect like Jacoby Matthews, you're pitching all the way until it's done, as in he's signed. And with Jacoby Matthews, LSU was talking with him Tuesday night. He hadn't told them no. Uh, he had, you know, said we're going to talk in the morning. J- Jacoby did just that. They had a really really in depth discussion early in the morning, and. He told them it was it was going to be LSU, and shortly thereafter, he and his folks uh, just signed with A and M. Kept it quiet, didn't really tell anyone at the high school, and um, that was that was that. And then the word leaked out to LSU uh, later in the morning at, that he wasn't going to be picking the Tigers, and and that's when I got the call, and and that's kind of how that one wrapped up pretty quickly. So. You know, I think there's there's a lot to unpack with that one, and we're going to do that in our behind-the-scenes piece on the Bengal Tiger. So if you didn't subscribe with our deal, uh, definitely check that out. Um, check out the site um, and, and give it a try for a seven-day trial. Uh, we'll drop that piece on Friday, kind of the behind-the-scenes on the entire class, uh, kind of how things trended, what I heard, some of the wild rumors, things like that. And, um, you know, with Jacoby Matthews, I don't even know if it was NIL as much as it was, you know, the the current situation. So that that's kind of the the way I'll I'll put it for now. And you can find out more on the behind the scenes piece. But uh, LSU wasn't able to get him. Uh, but the the wild thing about Wednesday, and this is what I really want to focus on the most because it's the biggest deal, in my opinion. Because I think Jacoby Matthews is a linebacker. You know, he really fought all year to stay under 200 pounds to 
to be in be in good shape, which credit to him, but uh, to be able to to play safety and play in the secondary. But I I can tell you what, I mean he's and I've said this to people for a while, he's a little bit like Jacoby Matthews, but he kind of looks a little bit more more toned up physically. And I think I think Jacoby Matthews' best spot is at linebacker, but who knows? He wants to play safety. We'll see what Texas A&M does with him. But I think he's a linebacker. But LSU got the best linebacker in the country on Wednesday. Harold Perkins, the five-star prospect out of Cy Park, Texas. Uh, I mean, top ten overall prospect, number one player in uh, number one player at his position at linebacker. Uh, I think number one or number two in Texas, wherever you look. Uh, that depends, but. Uh, he picks LSU over Texas A&M, Florida. And the crazy thing about this one is this is the one that I, I talked when I talked to his sources early, early on Wednesday. This was the one that that I was told this one's going to be over pretty quickly and, and just just wait on it. Just wait on it. It's going to be over really quickly. And sure enough, I mean, there was some Florida buzz middle of the day, but I mean, nothing. I, it was really... Um, uh, quite honestly, a, a recruitment that was won by relationships. Um, I, I think you got to give a lot of credit to Carter Sheridan, uh, LSU's analyst that, that has a lot of great relationships in New Orleans. Uh, he was critical on this piece. Uh, Frank Wilson did a good job. Matt House zoomed in during his official visit. Uh, Brian Kelly really connected with him. You, you kind of heard him when he was announcing on CBS HQ that uh, he really connected with Brian Kelly. So Harold Perkins comes in at a position of need for LSU. Um, Charles Power compared him to Shaq Thompson, a number, another former five-star prospect who, who uh, you know, really, really uh, impressed uh, as a high school uh, prospect playing both ways and things like that. Uh, Harold Perkins has a, you know, verified 4-4. Um, he's, he looks like he's 220 pounds, but he's about 205, uh, depending on what day you catch him. I think when you get him in, to LSU and the structure, he's going to really be a key piece. Um, I, I know his recruitment was a little crazy, um, but he ended up at the place where he really wanted to be. And I, I think as much as people want to talk about NIL, and we'll touch on this in the behind the scenes piece, I can tell you Harold Perkins didn't need an NIL deal uh, from any school uh, leading up to his, his signing. And that's because, you know, his large social media following already. I think of the, t- the type of player he is, he knows he's going to get that at some point. But I can tell you, he, he picked LSU for LSU. And I think that's pretty cool. I'm not trying to spin, and I know how crazy that recruitment has been, but just talking with a couple people afterwards, um, it's not what you expected in the end uh, with LSU and how they got him. So, um I'm impressed by that. Uh, so we'll see. Harold Perkins comes in a position of need. You lose Damone Clark. You have Michael Baskerville coming back. Uh, obviously, you have. Uh, they brought in West Weeks. They have some other young linebackers that are impressing. Greg Penn um, and and others that are in the mix there. But when you talk about adding a player like Harold Perkins, I, I mean that's huge. Uh, he did it at the highest level of competition in Texas. Uh, he has been impressive all year. And um, he competed. He even camped this summer at LSU. So credit to Harold Perkins uh, for, for the type of player he is and, and also for, for 
jumping on board at LSU and and not making this day uh, a one of six, which really would have been disappointing if you're LSU. I think kind of wrapping up here, if you're looking at this hall on National Sign Day, I think one, you've got to look at the the total package and we'll kind of unpack the whole class piece by piece uh, on, an, on a later edition of the podcast. But you look at how they held on to pretty much everybody in the class, the high school class. Then they go out and they sign double-digit transfers at positions of need. And I, I, now they're not done. They have five spots remaining. They can go out and address safety. They can go out and address uh, offensive line still, running back maybe um, with a young prospect. I, you can go a lot of different ways with the transfer portal now. And I, I think LSU is just sitting in a good spot. I think Wednesday stings from the perspective of you lose Trevante Citizen, a position of need with how banged up you've been at running back. And personally, I think one of the best running backs in the country. I really think he's that good. And you lose Jacoby Matthews because he's going to bring versatility to a defense. He could drop down in the box. He could play safety. Well, you know, I personally think he's a linebacker, but you, you lose a prospect like that who's still very, very good. And you lose both of them in the state of Louisiana. That's tough. But you went out and signed a corner who's got verified elite track speed, long arms, and some tools. And then you go out and you land the number one linebacker in the country. And that can set the tone for the defense going forward. So I think the signing day haul, I think you got to give it a B plus. I really do because you look at the day and I always kind of think of things as far as expectations. What was I expecting to happen? And... I didn't think they were going to get Danny Lewis. You know, I thought there was a chance maybe he could surprise, but that was really more so just because he was a Westgate kid at that point. I hadn't heard from anyone I really trusted that he had committed to LSU, that he was saying he was coming, that he was, you know, and he didn't even, you know, really, uh, you know, uh, open up too much about the LSU visit. He really just kind of talked a lot about Alabama when we talked. So I wasn't expecting Danny Lewis. Caleb Douglas was clearly going to Florida. Javante Citizen at least let them know that he wasn't going to LSU. But I don't discredit the fact that he was a Louisiana kid and he's a four-star prospect, number two running back in the country on on three, and he's not going to LSU. So you get ding there. You get ding for Jacoby Matthews because for so long they they were in a good spot. I, I think LSU got worked over by the family a little bit uh, in this regard, but you lose two in-state prospects, you've got to get dinged. But the same token, you went out and signed probably your two biggest positions of need, in my opinion, in cornerback, and one that's versatile too, I'll add, and linebacker. And you signed the best one in the country against kind of all odds, at least, going into that official visit weekend, I would say, or, or at least while he was committed to Texas A&M. So I say B+, plus, it, especially since... You know, they didn't have too much time to develop these relationships either. Um, and that was one thing, you know, when talking with the Waxahachie coaches about Jalen Davis Robinson, he was saying, you know, they really did a good job building a relationship really quickly because they came in way late and Oregon did a great job recruiting him. Oregon was there every week to see him. So I, I think you got to give them a B plus. I mean, I just can't give them an A, a minus just because they lost two in-state prospects of the caliber that they did. But I think B plus on National Signing Day as far as what they were expected to do and who they got. 
And then overall class, I mean, I think you're looking at a A minus or an A. Um, and again, we'll break down the bigger the bigger picture stuff with the entire class and how each position is affected and things like that on a later podcast. I'll I'll do a big one for you guys, but um, I, I do think that National Science Day wasn't a complete total failure. It, it sucks to you know see Jacoby Matthews go to A and M, especially, but credit to the staff. They they had two months really to get going. A lot of the staff wasn't hired uh, during that time but they end up with uh, the number one player in the country at linebacker and uh, a really high upside corner to add to this class. And now they have versatility, especially in the transfer portal to add players. So we will see how the rest of the spring with the transfer portal unfolds. It's a year round thing. So there will be guys popping up. There will be targets, uh, all of those things. Uh, and we'll continue to track it for you at thebengaltiger.com. Be sure to check us out and try us out for seven days. And we'll have you covered with all the LSU scoop. A lot of 2023 updates to come now. Resetting the board. What do they need? Who are the top targets? All those things. So be on the lookout for that as well as our behind the scenes piece. Appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Share us. Subscribe. All of those things. We appreciate all you guys have who have su- subscribed to the website and also followed us on National Sign Day. Another one in the books. It's been fun. Certainly wasn't without any intrigue. So we appreciate you guys following it with us. And we'll catch you next time on the Bengal Tiger Podcast. Thanks for listening. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.